Welcome to the Ike Packers Podcast. Go Pack Go. It's like it's evil. Next up for the Pack the Eagles. Go Pack Go. Make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen. Please leave a five-star review if you enjoyed the show. We're IKE underscore Packers on Twitter. Welcome back to another episode of the Ike Packers Podcast. Green Bay's tests don't get any easier. They're facing the Eagles, the best team in the NFL. Or are they? Will Aaron Rodgers start? Will Jordan Love start? Will Matt LaFleur be the coach next year? We dive into it all. Let's get into today's episode. Thanks for tuning in. Welcome back to another episode of the Ike Packers Podcast. My name is Alex Eichstead. I'm your host and Packers fans. Thank you for joining us again this Monday. We are super excited to bring to you another episode. Today we're talking about... You know, still the Titans game, the, what happened since, you know, Aaron Rodgers news about his broken thumb. Is it broken? Well, it seems like it is. We're also going to preview the Eagles game as well as touch on some of the greater picture topics around this team, such as 12 going forward, such as the coaching staff, the general manager and what overall moves need to be made to write this franchise. I'm joined today by my co-host KJ. KJ, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? Hey, what's going on, Packers fans? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. It's always a good day when you get to talk some pack. The World Cup started, but you know that we bleed green and gold. So just excited to talk about the team, you know, kind of the, the issues it's facing, but most importantly, the solutions so we can get another Super Bowl because that's what the goal is here. we got to get a Super Bowl, whether it's this year, whether it's next year, whether it's in the next five years. That's the overarching goal here. So excited to talk some pack. Thank you for having me. Yep, KG mentioned the World Cup is underway, and where I want to start today, Packers fans, is I was bantering soccer with a friend of mine, and he brought up the point, we were talking about the Packers too, and he brought up the point that when Pep Guardiola got the gig at Barcelona, when he became the head manager at Barcelona, he moved on from Ronaldinho, he moved on from Zlatan Ibrahimovic, the big names at the club, to make room for Messi Xavi, Iniesta, and the young core to really blossom, to get rid of the egos in the locker room. And I was talking, you know, like, I understand that Aaron Rodgers might not be coachable at this point in his career, right? He, he's pretty much set in his ways, very similar to a Ronaldo or an old Zlatan or Ronaldinho. But it's interesting that a coach such as Pep, you know, just started over fresh. And, and so, Matt LaFleur, maybe you want to see him start over fresh, but he had the opportunity to do this, KJ, when Aaron Rodgers went down during the London game on that final play of the game with a thumb injury. It seemed like he threw the ball as hard as he could, nailed his thumb off a defensive player's helmet, and the rumors are now that he broke his thumb. What do you take of this, KJ? What do you think about Matt LaFleur choosing to ride with Aaron Rodgers throughout this broken thumb injury? And where, where do the Packers go from here? Well, I think to your first point, it's important to mention for the listeners who might not know who Pep Guardiola is, he's essentially the highest paid manager in the world for a sports team. I think he makes something like 20 million British pounds a year, and that's been going on for a few years in a row now. He's won plenty of titles, so he definitely backs it up. I just wanted to add some proper context there. In regards to the overall strategy, I think that, you know, Pep, the guy's nickname, he's won wherever he's been, so he's got this credibility as a good coach. And so if you look at the strategy, like at the time, they didn't know if it was going to work, moving on from the old veterans, the superstars, 
for that new identity, for that young next wave. You know, I mean, if that were to even happen, it's not going to be from Matt LaFleur. Like, Matt LaFleur has proven that he is 100% under 12's thumb. You know, he, he's not capable of really setting, uh, you know, his culture in the, in the Packers locker room. Even if he might give you lip service and say he can, he, he won't. So it's like if the Packers are ready to turn that page in terms of identity, I think it's going to require a new coach. And into the second point you asked in regards to Aaron Rodgers kind of it coming out now that his thumb was broken. You know, we we said this like a couple weeks ago. If the man's thumb's broken, you got to let him heal and you got to play your perfectly competent backup quarterback that you have for this exact reason in this situation. It doesn't make any sense to now have this come out weeks later after you've taken like five L's in your last six games and had your, your starting quarterback playing way less than his, his standard is, why is this coming out now? To me, it's just another indictment on Matt LaFleur. He just has no power. He has no sway in that locker room. You know, he, a good coach would be like, look, Rodgers, we might even have you back next year. You know, maybe you're going to retire, but maybe you're coming back next year. Let's not have your, your thumb busted up so badly that you're affected next year. Let's have you sit for four to six weeks. Let's play Jordan Love. You know, you can't really lose there because he's going to get some reps. Maybe he'll even win you some games because he's super athletic. But unfortunately, LaFleur is kind of just spinning his wheels. He's not letting our young guy develop anymore. He's he's holding back the old guy from a health standpoint and, and just from like a non-coaching standpoint. It just really fails to live up to what his responsibilities are, and that's to like challenge his best players and do what's right for the team and just basically get wins, right? And, and LaFleur's not doing any of that. I mean, man, like below the surface of not getting a win and, and taking an L are so many little details, and here's yet another one that comes out. You know, LaFleur, once again, he, he's trotting out his quarterback with, with an impaired hand. It's like, man, that <laughs> hand is pretty important to, to being a good quarterback. I mean, Brett Favre, like, he played – 200-some straight games. You wouldn't want your heart surgeon coming out with a broken thumb, Gage. <laughs> Imagine if your heart surgeon is coming out with a broken thumb, Packers fans. Like, this is crazy. Imagine if your dentist is about to drill a cavity or something, and he's got, he or she's got a broken thumb. It's like, look, there is not too much pride for Rodgers to say, like, look, yeah, my thumb is straight up broken. It needs a few weeks. It's like, cool, let's play the first-round pick, you know? And for LaFleur just to, like, not let this happen again, man, it's just yet another notch in the chain of completely agree. complete stupid decisions and, and just an inept head coach. Matt LaFleur's got to pack his bags. we got to get a real football coach in here who can actually take control of this team. Well, this is like a backfire, in my opinion, because the Packers universe has been searching for this reason. Why are the Packers 4-7? and seven? Why are they so bad this year? And all of a sudden, the Packers universe is like, we found our reason. Aaron Rodgers has had a broken thumb. Let's blame it on the broken thumb. Okay, let's all point at the broken thumb. We don't have to fire anybody. We can bring back everybody. We can all be good, right? And I'm like, yo, this makes you look even worse. This makes you look even worse because you knew this guy had a broken thumb. The audience didn't. You know, the Packers fans didn't. And... For you not to have the guts to, like, sit a guy when he's injured, it shows that you never had power 
at all, Cage. It pretty much shows that LaFleur, like, what were you doing? You know, like, what are you there for? Like, if Rodgers is calling the plays, you're trying to act like he's calling all the plays. You're trying to act like he's got a broken thumb. It's like everyone's fault but LaFleur's. That's kind of what I'm getting at right now is they're trying to create this narrative, Cage, and, like, reasoning to bring this guy back when he doesn't deserve it. In my opinion, it's like... I don't care that you went 13-3. and three. You got nothing to show for it, bro, except for some sad playoff losses that you should have won, you know? And, and it's like, and I don't care about this year and the fact that you think you can excuse your way into another season because what's going to happen next year if Matt LaFleur comes back, Packers fans? I got bad news for you. It's going to be a train wreck again, and that's just kind of my pick at this point, Kitch. I loved what you said about Pep, right, that, hey, LaFleur isn't the guy to – to like you know create the next wave with he's just not you know he hasn't won anything but maybe a a coach that has won something would be the right guy to come in and clean house um what are your thoughts on that you know man absolutely like the it doesn't really i mean the packers need a, a strong leader like the, the the organization so clearly lacks that the identity the team displays so clearly lacks strength like it may la- it may have sophistication it may have wins even, but it's never carried strength for the last 10 years. Like, the Packers have always been the franchise that's been more injured than the other team, that's been, you know, more excuses the than hitties. the other team. The hitties. It's right. Like, you're either the hitters and the hitties, and right now, Aaron Rodgers is pretty much going out there. I don't know if any of our listeners ever played the game Halo growing up, but it's like Aaron Rodgers is trotting out there as Halo, and Matt LaFleur is supposed to be helping him here, but he's really just being like the Cordana, you know, like the, the hologram to like talk to him every once in a while. When reality, Halo's, you know, Master Chief is the guy who, who's actually saving the universe from the alien invasion and stuff like that. So it's like Aaron Rodgers needs someone to go out there and actually help him win, or maybe Jordan Love needs someone to go out there who can actually help him play, develop, and win. Either way, Matt LaFleur is just causing more problems than he's solving right now, and his even deflection and acceptance of all these like random problems like i get the concept of taking responsibility but man you're causing even more problems to 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 boil over and and flood you know into, into even worse areas and ways by accepting responsibility for other people's problems man it's like it's such a mess right now that the organization has just reverted back to something that's piss poor organized and run. You know, it's like there's no real leader here, and you're seeing it in all these spaces, all these little news storylines. Like, what could it possibly be? Oh, it's a thumb. What do you do when when a player is injured on his throwing hand? Oh, usually you let him heal, but the Packers can't even do that. So it's like, man, I mean, like absolutely, the Packers need to look for a better uh, coach on the floor. Honestly, like. It's like he's a super nice guy, so so this is, like, tough for a lot of people, but he's not going to help us win here. Like, he's not going to help us win anything that matters. You know, maybe a regular season, yes, when you got 12 going back-to-back MVPs because you just drafted a quarterback in the first round. He happens to use spite as a major form of motivation. But Matt LaFleur, like, he, he's not helping you when there is adversity, and he's not helping you when there really isn't adversity. So you can look at seasons past. You can look at this year. When there's, like, more adversity than, than like, the standard, as in these last couple seasons, you know, more adversity this year, whether it's a thumb, whether it's going over to London, whether it's whatever it might be, you know, losing Devontae, LaFleur has shown that he absolutely cannot handle that. It's not even like, oh, he's handling it pretty well, like Rick Bisaccia 
Russia last year, never imagined he'd become the head coach, but all of a sudden John Gruden freak firing incident, and he's thrust into that role, and then the mm-hmm. Raiders end up having a, a record higher than 500. That's showing that when adversity really comes, you can rise to the occasion. LaFleur is the exact opposite. Anytime there's a hint of adversity, the Packers would lose in the playoffs. Anytime there's a hint of adversity this year, the Packers would lose the teams they shouldn't lose to. It, it makes no sense to keep him here. I'm not saying Brian Gunkun needs to stay either. I think that's a conversation that's part of a grander uh, you know, picture, but it's like the Packers need a fresh slate, in my opinion. Like, just clean house, man. I, I don't want to say that just like, like I haven't thought about it. You really do almost have to just get some people who are serious in this in this front office. Yeah, and and here's something I want to address because I've seen this go around, too, is the emphasis on the first-round picks, right? I've seen people say on defense, hey, the Packers have used all these first-round picks on defense they deserve to be playing better. Hey, Aaron Rodgers hasn't had a first-round pick receiver. He hasn't, you know, had like a first-round pick weapon. And when I look at the Philadelphia Eagles depth chart, you want to know who their leaders are, Cage? Quarterback Jalen Hurts, not a first-round pick. TJ Edwards, inside linebacker, starting ahead of Nicobe Dean from Georgia. Because he's just a better leader out of Wisconsin. He wasn't a high pick either. And you're seeing guys like Fletcher Cox still, you know, hold it down. They've got their staples, right? Just like the Packers. We have our staple players, our Aaron Rodgers. You know, but they our, have leaders. We, but they have leaders coming up. We don't necessarily have these leaders coming up. We have talent coming up. I'm not going to act like the yeah. Packers don't have talent. But we don't have this, like, leadership coming up, Cage. Whether it's on the defense, whether it's on the offense, I mean, even on the special teams, once Crosby turns the page, it's going to be a rerun there, Packers fans. So we have to we have to really get ready for this next era of leadership. And I'm not seeing the Packers draft these type of guys. When I look at Goot's picks, right? How many of them would you say are leaders? You look you look at that first draft. You know, maybe Jordan Love could be one, but he definitely isn't yet, right? He's kind of just like a nice raw prospect. You hope to develop him into a good quarterback to be a leader. But he's not the Jalen Hurts leader. He's not the Russell Wilson leader. No. He, he's just not, you know? And and if you look at the AJ Dillon pick, he's not Jonathan Taylor. He wasn't terrorize in college football. He was just a decent running back in the ACC. You look at the DeGuara pick, you know, like who is the guy, you know, and, and you look at some of these picks on defense, nothing against Jair Alexander, nothing against Quay Walker, but it's hard to say kids are really drafting the leaders of these teams. You know, they're drafting the talented players, which gets you far. It gets you wins, but it doesn't get you over the hump. How do you think the Packers can address the leadership problem outside of just the head coach? Or is that the Man, only shot they have? Oh, no. They, they, you can bring in free agents. You can bring in, you know, you can swing trades. You can, you can use the draft picks. You can bring in a new GM. You could even bring in new guy to do Mark Murphy's job. But, yeah, man, I mean, it's it's disappointing because you look at some of these draft picks and, you know, other teams, they just have, like the Packers so very clearly lack that leader. You know, and, and uh, man, I mean, we really got to change it. Like, we really, really, really have to change it. I, I think it's just, you look at a Jalen Hurts and what he went through at Alabama before anyone even says a word to him, you know, like, after going to Alabama, getting benched for Tua, transferring to Oklahoma, 
you know, after re-winning the the the, uh, the national championship there. And then, like, without even saying a word to the guy when you get into the locker room, like, everybody has respect for him because of that story. You know, Rodgers, like, these other guys, it's just, it's not there. And you can get it from other places. Like, leadership comes in all ways, shapes, and forms. But there's no, there's no, like, clear direction the Packers are pulling in right now. And you're seeing it because they're pulling in a lot of different directions, you know? Well, last year, you know, they had Devondre Campbell step up out of nowhere. Razul Douglas step up out of nowhere. And to me, Devondre Campbell had leadership last year because he was respected on the fact that this guy was a nobody and all of a sudden playing as an all pro. This year, I have to call him out. He even fumbled the bag, Cage, as you said. You know, we expected him to step up this year. We paid him. We needed him to lead this team and he's not there for the Packers right now Quay's out there with Chris Barnes and Devondre Campbell you're like okay you're gonna go play but if the guy's not out there on the field with you he's not the leader that's just the fact here's here's two other things Packers fans this is gonna really hurt but let's keep it real because that's what we we have to do at all times when it comes to Packers football do you know who's a a leader that just signed a contender this last week on the defensive side of the ball man his name is Nindamakung Sue. You know, whether you love the guy or whether you absolutely despise the guy for maybe some of his runs with the Packers in the past, he's always been a leader. He's a very intelligent guy. He speaks. He doesn't speak too often. So when he does speak, people listen. And when he does speak, he's usually got some intelligent stuff to say. And he went out and won a Super Bowl, right? Like everyone he puts was, a fear of God into people. Well, man, absolutely. But, like, you remember Ndamukong Sue at Nebraska. He's one of the best football players to ever you know, play the game, and mm-hmm. that, you know, he's actually like a Heisman Trophy candidate, but then you remember him Detroit, and, you know, Monster. Detroit was like a complete laughing stock, but he certainly, like, put in some production there, and then he went to the, uh, you know, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and got his, his uh, ring, like, he's going to provide some additional leadership to uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, and, the, and, and also backtracking a little bit, it's like, he was one of those guys where you kind of always had a feeling would get a ring. And sure enough, yeah. he did. And another leader that's out there on the free agent pile, Odell Beckham Jr. Like, let's sign Odell Beckham. Obviously, it looks like it's a little too late because the Packers messed around and took way too many L's. You know, that's a whole different other can of worms. But mm-hmm. Odell Beckham can single-handedly give you what this team lacks. Like, this team doesn't have fire. Maybe no. they will. Like maybe we'll see some stuff. I think if Jordan Love comes out and plays well, like if the Packers actually make the decision to play him, and he comes out and plays well, that is going to inspire the entire fan base. Like not even just the players in the field. It's Agreed. going to inspire them. It's not even just going to inspire the coaches. It's going to make everybody give a damn about Packers football. Like wow. Jordan Love's gotten out there for five, six games now, and guess what? He may have thrown that pick, but he threw two TD passes. Or, hey, he looks pretty good. He went and won for those six games he played. You know, like, that's what I would love to see, and that would really ignite Packers Nation kind of, you know, for the future. And then it gives the Packers a brilliant problem to, to solve in this offseason. It's like, should we get rid of Rodgers? Should we trade him for some capital? Should we trade Love for some capital? Should we keep Love, trade Rodgers? 
you know, you, you can kind of start to use that leverage like any good organization would. Like, look at the Philadelphia Eagles with Carson Wentz and Jalen Hurts. Once they realized Jalen Hurts was the guy, they went and shipped off Wentz for draft capital, and now they're the best team in football. As and also, football. also, they have not been afraid to go out and get their positions of weakness. I think this is why, like, you know, the, the finger keeps dancing around, but it comes back to Goot, too, you know? And it's like... A.J. Brown, A.J. Brown went from the Titans to the Eagles for a first-round pick in which, you know, the Titans selected Traylon Burks, right? Traylon Burks looks like a decent prospect, pretty good game against the Packers. But the Eagles seem to have won this trade in the immediate, right? They signed him to a four-year, $100 million extension, A.J. Brown. But he's one of the top, you know, 5'10 receivers in the league at this point, Cage. And I think, you know... On the other side of the ball, they went out and got Darius Slay, you know, from Detroit, a cornerback who's also, you know, good. They pair him with C.J. Gardner-Johnson, a guy who can pick off a lot of passes. You know, they plug holes with T.J. Edwards. They've got their, you know, guys on defensive line who've always been there. And they have a complete team. You know what the Eagles ultimately did to to put themselves set up for success? Made moves. they made moves, but but a singular move, Packers fans, and that is they swallowed their pride and they moved on from Carson Wentz, their number two overall pick yeah. franchise quarterback. You know, maybe the Packers need to do it. Like, I love Aaron Rodgers, and I was a big advocate for bringing him back. You know, bringing back the three-time MVP, not bringing back, you know, someone who's four time. in the 20s, or four-time, excuse me, someone who's... You know, Rodgers, he's got a freaking broken thumb, and he wasn't doing shit all offseason. It's like, come on, you know? Like, I wanted Rodgers back, too, but you'd like him to, to really, truly take serious these opportunities to compete for a Super Bowl. I don't know and if he's going to win that next one, Cage. Well, that's the thing. Philadelphia, they put the number two overall pick into this guy, and he was ascending. He got hurt. You know, the backup, Nick Foles, ended up winning him a ring. And they could have been like, no, this is our quarterback. This is our quarterback. It wasn't working. And ultimately, they made the move that, that a lot of people would have been like, aha, they, made, they gave up on Wentz. They gave up on Wentz. It's like they made the move that was necessary to, have, to give them a better chance at winning a Super Bowl in the future. It's not about the past. It's about the future. And they look right, right? Like other teams look wrong yeah. for holding on their quarterbacks too long. And other teams look right. I think in the future, other teams are going to look even more wrong. Like, let's say, you know, a Daniel Jones in New York. Let's say a Kyler Murray in Arizona. Let's say even a Ryan Tannehill. Like, these teams, you know, you have to make these really gutsy, heavy-weighted decisions as it pertains to your franchise quarterback. And, and a lot of times it involves pride. Like, the Packers right now are a – really, they're a servant to the pride. You know, the pride is dictating this franchise instead of the, the – the logic and the reason and the analytics and all that good stuff. And just like the winning mindsets, right now it's, it's oh, we're going to play Rodgers despite having a broken thumb because that's what fans want to see. That's what Rodgers wants to do. And I'm going to let Rodgers have his way so he's not, you know, upset with us anymore. It's like, look, man, I think everyone would rather have Rodgers be a little upset at the franchise and be in the playoffs with double-digit wins instead of three and seven. It's like, what the Absolutely. F- well, well, bro, here's something else you have to just consider, Packers fans. And I'm just going to just speak the facts. So Rodgers, $50 million in salary in the QB position is the same amount that 
AJ Brown, Darius Slay, who makes 16, Jason Kelsey, their all pro center, 8 million a year, Fletcher Cox, 14 million a year. And you have to at some point wonder if you need to diversify a bit more, right? Like the Packers, how are we going to patch these holes with a 50 million spot in one, one position cage? How are you going to do that? And how are you going to connect the locker room? It's like, did anybody consider these questions? Like, Goot, what were you signing? Like, that, that, that's like, uh, this is like, this is like the Packers blowing all their money on like a nice car. They, like literally all their money, you know, no insurance, nothing. You got no money left over. Something happens where like, you know, like a tree falls on the on the roof or something, and all you can afford is a blue tarp. So you tape the blue tarp around the <laughs> That's exactly what the Packers are doing right now. It's like you made I know, you the overspent. Car. They overspent, overspent on the Ferrari. Man. And you can't even afford to get the freaking car fixed. You got to put a tarp around it. How embarrassing is that? Like, that's probably the best analogy we've had on this show all year, man. I know, <laughs> and I think Packers fans, it leaves a lot to be determined that could have been solved, right? Well, it's if, like every time you drive Hold on. If LeFleur had given before, you know, he just decided to keep driving the Lambo with the tarp on the head, if he had just decided to see how his old car works, the Jordan Love you know, the one he had sitting there that was working fine that he just had too much pride to take out of the old shed and to really roll the dice. The guy has no guts. Facts. He doesn't have, he doesn't have any guts. But, but, yeah, I mean, like, we've all been a little, you know, everyone probably listening to this podcast and everyone who, who is a human being has probably been judgmental of a situation at one time or another. And I think there's certain times where you look over and you see it, someone, you know, doing a crazy dance in public. You're like, huh, what are they doing? Or you see someone maybe, you know, drop a dish at a restaurant. You're like, oh, wow, that's embarrassing. And, and, but, but most of those times, you know, you, you deal with that with grace. But, like, whenever you look by and you see the car, like you're driving, you see the car with the, the blue tarp and, like, the duct tape, you're just like, man, I don't know what the heck's going on over there. But, but <laughs> that like, ain't it. Not yeah, like, that, that is not an adequate solution. That's not a proper solution. So, speaking of solutions, man, we got to move forward. Who the Packers got on the schedule this week? Philadelphia Eagles, Cage, the team we've been talking about, man. It's tough out there. They've got to com- <laughs> They've got a complete roster, bro. And, you know, and not only that, Cage, their D-line of Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, Javon Hargrave, Josh Sweat, and then bringing in the Dominican Sue. They don't even have Jordan Davis, the big DT out of Georgia, who they drafted. He's on IR. So, you know, it's like they're going to pound the Packers well, defensively. Like, like, and, I, and I think it could get ugly out there. I, I honestly feel like Packers fans, brace yourself. It could get ugly out there. Well, so, so let's run through some scenarios, right? Because we, we can talk about the Eagles all day. I think people want to talk about the Packers, right? So, you know, it's 12 starts. You start 12, and based on everything we've just been talking about, things aren't going to go out so, so well for them. Like, maybe they do, maybe they don't. Uh, let's Best say case, they don't. pull a Dallas and win in a tight thriller. It, exactly. Like, like, the Packers could win this game simply because Aaron Rodgers is a lottery ticket, you know, and, and that's probably the best way to describe him. However, with a broken thumb, that lottery odds be- becomes much – it becomes like a parlay, right? Like your odds go from like already slim to just seemingly impossible with, with obviously a high payoff of beating the Eagles. But um, 
you know, most realistically, it's like the Packers are probably going to be hurting in this one. Say we're down like 14-21 at halftime. You know, I think I think there's going to be chatter for Jordan Love. You know, and say like the Packers rest Rodgers. Like I don't think that's going to happen, but maybe they finally like say, look, you know, it came out late in the week, it got a little worse. Like we're going to start Jordan Love. That would be awesome. I think it would be just like a great opportunity to have nothing to lose, and Jordan Love to go out there in a game against one of the best teams when the season still is very much you know it matters, and uh, yeah, you know, just kind of. Like, I don't think like, LeFleur like, can handle the pressure. I'm just thinking about it right now. And you, as an athlete playing in the World Cup or playing on the big stage, as a coach, you have to hold that pressure on your shoulders. And I don't think he's capable of doing it. You know, I don't think he's going to be like, hey, we're moving on to Jordan Love this week. I want all the pressure on me. I think he's going to be like slipping and sliding away from the pressure, Cage. Well, and and if everything. anything, Jordan Love's going to be put into this Eagles game in a terrible situation where the line is half, lead, half destroyed when he could have been in, in the Detroit game, when he could have been in, like, in the Giants game against Daniel Jones or the Jets game or the Commanders yeah. game, you know? It's like, LaFleur, you're selling at a low now. It's like you, you've dug yourself into a bad situation and you don't really have a lot of good options, you know, you know Cage? It's like you got to choose almost, like, the like the option that's going to lead you into the be- the best path next year at this point because Packers fans I love Aaron Rodgers I've seen him run the table we all have but that is a hefty parlay we're throwing down cage you know it's it's just like yeah. the all roulette on the on the 12 we hope it happens just as much as you do but realistically I don't know if even the squad around him is capable this year right it's like how often are we going to beg his, you know, defense to make a stop? The Titans, here's a stat I didn't get to bring up earlier. The Titans had their best offensive game of the season against the yep, Packers. Yep, Highest yep. point total and most yards. So you, know, you, you do with that what you do, Packers fans, but I don't know how, how much help riders are going to be getting from the defense against this Eagles team. It's like it's like why let's talk about these what if scenarios even more right we just ran through a few of them for the 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 Eagles game it's like either the Packers win by the hair of their chin chin chins or, or you know they go in a deficit and either 12's got that deficit or Love's got that deficit but let's talk about the 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 front office right it's like if the Packers make a move which I think it's a hundred percent certain they will in the off season I think last year was like the run it back attempt this year is like the no 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 we tried that. You know, they're not just – it doesn't make any sense just to, like, take one of these guys. Like, oh, sorry, Joe Barry, like, you're, you're the guy that we deemed all the problems come for. And, and like, or sorry, Brian Glunkoons, we're going to keep both Joe Barry and Matt LaFleur, but you're the guy that we've, we've traced back every single problem to. It's like, no, it's got to be, like, wiping the entire counter clean. You know, like, I'm not just yeah, cleaning the up – Yeah, the worst thing. I'm not cleaning up the crumbs. I'm not just cleaning up the salt and pepper. I'm not just cleaning up, you know, maybe like a, a spilled lemonade or whatever. I'm taking the, the the wipe and I'm wiping the entire counter clean because that's what this this counter is messy enough where I need to do it, man. Like the defense exactly. is messy, the coach is messy, the GM is messy, and so is Ted Thompson. Ted Thompson's messy. I think we need a new regime, and if there is a new regime, well, dang, maybe that means. It's time for Jordan Love, man. I don't know. I mean, well, Cage, you know, here's Rogers, what he's not long for this, right? Like, he, he might be here this next year. He's certainly here this year. He might be here next year. You know, maybe forecasting deep out, maybe he comes at back, uh, you know, three years from now. I doubt that, but never say never. 
but it's like, what is this new regime? Think about it in your head and picture what it's going to look like, and what does that not include? You know, I know I have I have a picture in my head, so. Well, you know, here's what I don't want to have happen, Packers. I'm just going to paint the scenario I don't want to see, is I don't want to see Gukus back, Lafleur back, Murphy back, Rodgers back, and then try to blame it on Joe Barry, as if he was the sole problem this year. It's like that's where this is trending. That's where this is trending because they have their little yeah, buddy system and their new contracts. It's like you guys got contracts. You gave yourselves new contracts on the pat of the back behind Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams' superstardom. And you're both frauds. You're getting exposed in your first season. First season without Devontae Adams. And if I was in charge, this would be the only opportunity you had. I really hope the Packers have a backbone and make the changes. We'll see, Packers fans. This Eagles game is going to be great. We're going to have live coverage every step of the way for you there. KJ, any final thoughts for our listeners today? Packers Nation, it is more important now than ever before to banter about these Green Bay Packers. So use this podcast. Send it to a friend in a text message. Send it in a Facebook message. Send it in, you know, a, a WhatsApp DM, an, an Instagram message, whatever. Share this with someone else as a conversation starter. Say, look, do the Packers need to replace, you know, the head coach or the GM or, or everyone? Do they need a new regime? Have, did you hear about Aaron Rodgers' thumb? You know, like, would you start uh, Jordan Love to let Rodgers heal? Would you put Rodgers out there because you, you still have a percentage points chance at the playoffs? Use this show this week. To, to start your banter with uh, another Packers fan, because it's very important. You know, like, if we don't talk about the solutions for this Packers franchise, they're just going to be neglected again. We're going to get more same old, same old, and nobody wants more losing. We want another Super Bowl. So that's what I'll leave you with, Packers fans. Thanks so much for joining us. Alex, take us home. Packers fans, thank you for tuning in. You are the number one fan base in the world. It was proven by, you know, the ratings in the NFL. If you didn't see that tweet, go check that out on Ike Packers. Packers are involved in three of the top five games this season in terms of ratings. The Packers Twitter is the best spot on the Internet, so make sure to follow us on Twitter for the live tweeting. And as always, your home for all things green and gold here on the Ike Packers podcast. Please share this with a friend. Put it on your story. You know, leave us a five star review. Be a part of making this community special and even better than it was yesterday. So, KJ, thank you for coming on the show. Packers fans, stay real until next time. Keep going, keep staying strong. We'll be right there with you. Go, Pack, go. Go, Pack, go forever. enjoyed this episode of the ike packers podcast and want to help the show please subscribe tell a friend and leave a five-star review on apple Podcasts. this is how we can continue to give great value to you as always till next time packers fans go go